0: Yes. Oh yes. God. Welcome back. <laughs> it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft game, here tonight with a dear friend, an old friend. I've known her for, oh, God, almost 20 years now. She's the head of a travel and cultural educational startup called Cali Now. It's the recent graduate. It's Kiana Patton. Say hello to people, Kiana.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Hey. and. Uh, there we go, delayed clapping. There we go, we'll clap it up for you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Still getting the hang of this damn soundboard. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so, so one little feature I've been adding since it's been mostly a cavalcade of my friends and family have been on the show. Tell people how, you, how we know each other.
1: Oh, wow, so we met in Chicago back in yes. 1998.
0: I totally Uh, forgot about that. Yes,
1: when me and my sands came to stay with you in your humble little abode.
0: Shy town (laughs) on the 12-story with 13-story building facing
1: the lake. Yes, you (laughs) took us to Cabrini-Greens and everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that ghetto tourism is not advised. Just don't do it. All right. you want to see some projects.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just remember my sans trying to take a picture. I was like, no, <laughs> you're
0: not <laughs> <have> to do. <laughs> yes. It has been a pleasure to to grow up with you all. I mean, now I guess, so the one I knew you through Kalisha, she's in Italy now, mother twice over speaks, you know, fluent Italian, you know, married and everything and international lawyer. And then, and what's Erica Carter up to you? What's she up to real quick?
1: So Erica is a teacher and, um, mm. uh, She's teaching in high school now, and uh, she's got a daughter. Her daughter is graduating from high school this year. Oh my gosh!
0: Oh wow, we're yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> we are old. Well, and, and that's enough to the drive the into drink, and that's fortunate because tonight's drinking game will be the word foreign, because it is going to be quite the foreign affair tonight with our main topic, which we'll get to in a little bit. And so now, first, we will dive right into my favorite segment, the first segment. It is. What I'm watching. Whoa, watch out to the bird. out to the bird. Yes. Uh, so f- first one I want to talk about this week is Alien Covenant. Uh, it was the post it was the official cinema draft TM Uh, And actually, quite honestly, our trademark is almost approved. So that's no joke. Cinema Draft TM. Uh, (laughs) The the official post lock. uh, Oh, and I'm sorry. You guys are probably wondering why I have this stupid bandage in my face. Uh, Let me address it because I'm sure you guys are freaking out. I cut myself shaving like a dummy. I'm a grown ass man. I still can't shave correctly. (laughs) cut myself like 20 minutes before we went to air. So this is what you get, instead of bleeding all over the place in high def with my new, my new camera, I decided I'm gonna to try to be, you know, semi-discreet, cover it up, so my bad. My bad, all right? That
1: is right. not anywhere near discreet.
0: You <laughs> like <laughs> a punch on the chin, huh? You like Adele from uh, that boxer's dad, huh? Yeah, yeah
1: I promise you... I didn't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, so we're, we're playing hurt tonight, y'all. We're playing hurt, but we're gonna push through for the culture, for the culture. Okay, so, so the first movie, so I did see Alien Covenant. It was the official uh, post-block movie of Thursday night, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, after the game, you know, runs at 10 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursdays, I like to hustle buns at North Las Vegas and get into my favorite D-Box theater seat, one with the seat moves all around, everything like that, and watch the, you know, the newest action movie of the day, and this week, or last week, it was Alien Covenant. And, number one, save your money on D-Box. They don't really take advantage of the format. I was highly disappointed as far as that goes. Number two, to those people in the second and third row, what the fuck are you doing? Bringing a baby to Alien Covenant? It is R for a reason. They're exploding, <laughs> blood everywhere. Last thing I need is some baby appropriately screaming at you know the, the screen getting splattered. What the hell? I mean, look, I have no children. I'm not anywhere close yet. I'm not going that I know of, all right. I'm you know, I'm not one to tell people how to parent, but that's bad parenting. What's you know happening in this are. movie? It was at 1040. What are you on a <laughs> <What> school night? <laughs> it's May. There's the kids are still at school. What are you doing? Those are bad parents. Dude, bring them, it, it's, it's like that movie, um uh, what, what's what's the movie? It's like that movie Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, you brought a baby to a bar. Yeah, no, you you brought a baby to an aura. No, no, this is no all right. So now I got that up my chest because I've been saving that one up. I, that really kind of, you know, detract from the experience for me. I, um, it really was. Uh, it really was a fun flick. It was good. It got a little predictable at the end, and 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 not just because. Oh, I've had this career as a writer, and I, I'm always looking out ahead for twists and turns. It was kind of fairly obvious what some of the twists and turns were, but it still was really enjoyable. It was creepy and philosophical and really kind of scary good. Uh, but it, it was a tad bit too much of like smart people doing dumb stuff. Have you seen Alien Covenant,
1: Kiana? No, I haven't seen that yet.
0: Uh, oh, but it's, it's on your list, though.
1: Uh, now it is.
0: No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you like Prometheus, the one the one that came before it?
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: Yeah, and I rewatched it recently, um, just to, just so I can remember it. It been you know a few years, and it holds up. I mean, I I thought it was kind of unfairly maligned because it was the first. Prequel. He's do. I guess he's doing like a prequel trilogy or whatever to the original Alien trilogy. And I thought it was unfairly maligned, but it was you know it was it's pretty good. And this one's pretty good too in different ways. I I enjoyed it. It definitely is creepy. And and you're in for a treat when it comes to Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender (laughs) puts in work on this one. So all you Fass fans, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. So yeah, so just just to recap, no kids, skip the D box. And have and, and turn your brain off and have a good time. That is Alien Covenant in a nutshell. Uh, what else am I watching? Master of None. Yes.
1: Yes, right, one so. of my favorites. I love that show.
0: <laughs> have you seen the second season?
1: Yes. Oh, I okay. Love All right. that show. It's yes. such smart humor and just I love how they approach different uh, difficult subjects. But um, in a digestible way, (laughs) it's it's, it's so cool. I really, really love this season. I didn't think, I didn't know if they could top last season, but this season, I feel like they topped it. It was really good.
0: And it's funny you mention that because I thought I, – I, like, I enjoyed last season. Like, I like I got it. Like, I, I got, you know, the hype and everything. I, I can't say I was like, oh, my God, Master – I'm counting on the days of Master None like I am to House of Cards. That show is coming on Tuesday, and you can block well, out lady. the rest of my evening. Yes. <laughs> oh, Actually, it, yes, might be, okay. it might even be Monday night because you know how they say, oh, it's going to be like midnight on Tuesday. If it's midnight on Tuesday, that's going to be, you know, midnight, you know, on okay. Monday night. I'm
1: so. writing that down because I was I've been waiting for that, too. I didn't know when it was coming out.
0: Yes, child. Yes, May thirtieth. So if they do one of those midnight releases, I mean, I'm like at least, you know, I'm, I'm at least kill at least three episodes Monday night because yeah, uh-huh. Frank Underwood, One Nation Underwood. I actually rewatched the trailer today. Whew. I just love that
1: part. Yeah, man, the it's, crazy. it's crazy. Crazy things so, that he does. I'm like, do you even have a soul? <laughs> like, and,
0: and what's what's scary is that like now with our real life politics, like, oh my! I mean, it's it's almost like jumping the shark for us. It's crazy, but I mean. <laughs> The, the whole the whole thing. I mean, I just love the part in the voiceover at the end where he's like, you know, Underwood 2016, Underwood 2020, Underwood 2024, Underwood 2028, <laughs> Underwood 2032. I'm like, whoa! How far are we going with these Underwoods? Damn, he's gonna make himself a monarch or some shit. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really I'm really excited for 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 that as well. But as far as mastering, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I, there was a tweet I saw. Um, there's uh, Matthew, Matthew A. Cherry, who's a really good follow on Twitter, he, he tweeted that he'd never seen so many people of color in, in a show before that w- where it wasn't exploitative. You know, So yeah. give me an example of exploitative you know, use of people of color. would probably be, what was it, the second season of Girls, whatever the season they had where Donald Glover was in show. there for like, well, and I don't necessarily, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah. I like being part of the cultural conversation. But when it came to black people or people of color, it had no idea what it was doing, which is fine. Was, was, They're very. It was almost like a Woody Allen esque experience, as far as like they knew what they knew. And that was kind of it, and you know, enjoy it or not. But um, that you know, when they had like Donald Glover on that one season as a rebuttal to the fact that the Brooklyn they lived in was too white. I mean, that was probably you know case in point of exploitative use of people of color. Yeah. Whereas Master of None it just felt natural, and it was yeah. great because we all had like. I mean, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, especially these days when we all have like a multicultural network of friends, we all probably grew yeah. up around different, you know, people, whatever, especially of any kind of education, you're always being either, you know, bust or or exposed to different stuff. So I really enjoyed that. And it, it, it really is sweet. It really, really was sweet. That whole central romance, non-romance, I think every nice guy has been there. It's like <laughs> where you feel emotionally used. By Aww. the girl with the girl with the boyfriend, it's like, uh, So I was, I was really invested in this storyline. I really wanted to break them up. <laughs> Sometimes nice guys just got to, you know, do a dirt, damn it. Go ahead. Show, get out there, Dev. Tell her how you feel, damn it. And she was incandescent. Uh, her name was uh, Alessandra Mastro- Mastronardi. Oh, my God. I couldn't take my eyes off her. She was, I mean, just so delightful in her broken English. and oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I man, I I really really loved it. I was just from the first uh, episode, I was just Italy, yeah. Oh my god, I was I was in it. I couldn't stop watching.
0: <laughs> well, well, you're you're a big travel bug. Have you been to Italy?
1: I have, and uh, actually, we're taking the kids this summer. What? You know, that's right. For, um, for Kalisha's wedding in Milan. Oh, that's oh, that's right.
0: You know. Yeah. Yeah, how long ago was it? That? that was a while ago, wasn't it? Oh
1: my God! That yeah,
0: Ooh, uh,
1: I don't even know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. All right. So, so where in Italy are you taking the kids? And and by the way, her uh, give a give a quick give me the elevator pitch of what Cali Now is, real quick.
1: So Cali Now is an international education nonprofit, and we also do skill building. It's an organization uh, for underserved kids ages 11 to 14, and we give them uh, training in leadership and. Uh, service, So they do a lot of community service and learn a lot about social responsibility. And we also do a lot of cultural training. So the kids will learn, will choose the country. They'll learn everything about the country from uh, the foods to the government um, to sports. And then we go to the country at the end of the program. And so the kids are able to connect all the lessons and things that they've learned about the culture and about life to things that they experience in the country that we go to. And we provide the service at no cost because it's specifically geared toward families who wouldn't be able to provide this type of experience for their kids.
0: Oh, all right. Well done. You know, ch- ch- doing it for the culture with some culture. All right. That's
1: right. <laughs> That's yeah, you gonna use gonna that. free charge. I'm yeah,
0: gonna, write that, <laughs> damn, write for that the down. Write culture. <laughs> culture, with some culture, that's right. Write that uh, down. i tonight, damn it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so, where in Italy are you guys going?
1: So we're gonna go to um, Rome, Venice, and uh, Florence. Oh, okay. So we'll be doing, doing a little hopping around.
0: Well, you know, take lots of pictures, light up your Instagram. I've live vicariously through you. I'm sure I'll be sweating it out here, and you know, working on Cinema draft, what have you. But one day, one day, I'm gonna go see some stuff.
1: Yes, you have your passport, don't you?
0: Oh hell yes! Oh yes, that's I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. You
1: hop on one of these cheap trips.
0: <laughs> they I have to have man. deals
1: that come up. I had a deal to go to um, Vancouver. It was forty nine dollars round trip. <laughs>
0: Wait, what? From
1: Los Angeles, $49 <laughs> rapture. You gotta hop on some of these things?
0: Whoa, okay. We, we might oh, have to talk about that.
1: We're travel. No, <laughs> that's
0: that's <laughs> what we can get away right there, for real. Um, okay, 40, mm, okay, all right. Mental note. Um, what else am I watch? Oh, The Wizard of Lies. Um, that was an HBO, I believe, HBO show about the biopic about the Bernie Madoff scandal. Uh, for those of you who were under a rock, crying during the recession, Bernie Madoff basically <laughs> was this uh, billion—was this billionaire hedge fund manager, uh, or yeah, I think it was hedge fund or investments manager, whatever—who basically had a great big Ponzi scheme that snared a lot of famous people, a lot of rich people, and it, it truly was—it was a Ponzi scheme, in the truest sense of the word, where he was always trying to get in new money to pay out the old money, and eventually, it kind of collapsed in the weight of itself. He—he's been doing it; he was doing it for like 20 years or so. And the only way he was able to, thirty years, maybe. The only way he was able to skate by was that no one really asked him questions. His sons were purposely kept in the dark, and he was skating off his reputation alone. Because before he started actually cheating people, he was actually like a, supposedly a brilliant trader who you know was on the boards of like Chicago Board of Trade and all these other all these other places where he was like a really big name. So it was kind of interesting. It kind of underdelivered, I would say. It was a very neutral performance by Robert De Niro, who played Bernie Madoff, and I. Not sure if that's because that's who Madoff is or was, yeah, and he's very neutral throughout the whole thing. Like when he got, you know, caught red-handed, like he was like, "Yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. That's what it is." <laughs> you know, he's very kind of matter of fact about it. But um, I, it but as far as like his whole family, you see how the family collapses around it, and and there might be some. I guess Schadenfreude from from this uh, this this movie only because it hurt hurts so many people like you know some pension funds went broke over it and stuff like that so so people might get some Schadenfreude out of it like oh you know watching how his family collapse around it but otherwise it's just kind of an okay movie and I'm usually pretty much there for any movie especially ever since the recession that does anything with financial crimes or white collar crime. You know the Big Short. I'm there. You know uh, what was that? There's was a arbitrage. The thing that I won with Richard Gear. I'm there. I'm, I'm there for all those white collar crime movies. But this one, yeah, it was all right. Have you did you see Wizard of Lies or have you heard about it, Kiana?
1: I heard about it, but I have not seen it. I hadn't built up enough interest <laughs> to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, and if you're not like really tuned into that whole set, you could probably pass on it. Um, but I will, I will give, I will say this though: Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, dusted her off, brought her out to the to act. No, for real, no, she never acts these days. You know, actually, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, gonna defend this damn. It. I'm gonna look up her IMDb real quick. Now, y'all ain't go, sh- you go shame me. I know she hasn't been acting forever. Because she she's David E. Kelly's wife, the guy who did Allie McDeal and pretty much every other the Boston Legal and all those other, you know, uh, shows. I mean yeah. so she'll have to Yeah, yeah <laughs> she'll have to work a day in her life, you know. She's I mean and, and she made her own money, you know, like like uh, what was it, coming to America. She got her own money, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know look at that. So yeah, she hasn't acted in uh four years, really. Uh, Wizard of Lies, and then she's got some stuff coming up this year, Murder on the Orient Express. But before that, it was like 2013. It's a movie that nobody saw called The Family. So, yeah, you know, you know don't hate. We, we, they dusted her off. She's <laughs> rolled on out, you know. She had a very solid New York accent, you know, from you know, something like kind of Queensish. So, you know, kudos to her. Kudos to her. So what, what three things are you watching, Kiana, besides Master and None?
1: Yeah, well, that was on my list. Um, Sense8, I really love that show. Really, that I was, love that show.
0: Weird, I, I know. I, I got half <laughs> the first season, and it's not so much I tapped out. I just kind of just lost interest. It's it's kind of interesting. Really? It's all over, it's all over the place.
1: I love that about it. It's just it. I love that it is so weird.
0: The travel and it, aspect. It's in all the that is That is
1: amazing. Just yeah. how they connect everything that's happening in all these different places, and how people's consciousness are just traveling between them. It's amazing to me. I love it. I love the visuals of it. I love the concept of being um, being in someone else's experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and being able to to truly live through them, like you are you we... a culture
0: jacker? That's what you are. You are, you a culture swagger jacker? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did Mama Pope
0: say on Thursday? Do you, you watch Scandal? Yes. Yes, <laughs> you cultural swagger jacker. <laughs>
1: that woman's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I I love that. I love you know what I think is from you know I. I've always loved to read. And at one point I was so much into fiction and just living in the world of other people. And for me, that's like the visualization of it. And I love it. (laughs)
0: Okay, respect. All right, what else you
1: Um, I just started watching American Gods. I'm trying to get into that. It's a a little tough for me right now because I can't- I tapped out, I I gave up.
0: Yeah, I, I tapped yeah. that after, after three, three and a half episodes, I think, or whatever it was last week's episode. I got halfway through, and I'm like, you know what? There's too much good TV out there for me to struggle. I'm, I'm yeah,
1: I just can't figure out. I, I had such hopes <laughs> for it because I, I, I love that guy. He was in um, – Ricky
0: Little?
1: That is, I don't know his name, but he was in what? Uh, was, Wait, <laughs>
0: you're, what, you're, what was you're talking the, the white guy or the black guy?
1: No, the black guy.
0: Oh, Ricky Whittle. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen him before, but I guess he, he was on some other show. Yeah, he
1: was in another show. I can't think of what it is right now. But I really liked him, and I was like, man, I wanted this to work out for him, but right now it's just <laughs> I, I'm not able to make the connections of what's really going on there yet.
0: <laughs> it, it's a little tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then okay. I watched, so the other thing that, that I watched, this is something that I watched today, and I did not realize how funny this guy is, but um, he did the uh, the White House Correspondents Dinner.
0: Oh, Hasan Minhaj.
1: Oh, my God, I just watched so it. He had is, me dying.
0: That's right. I actually was listening yeah. to a podcast with him on, um, on uh, Bill Simmons podcast. And yeah, I've been on Hasan Minaj for a little bit. I saw him on uh, some MTV show or whatever where he was really good. And yeah, it's just been really fun to watch that young comic rise. Like, good for him. It's,
1: he's really good because he takes you through a range of emotions with his comedy. And you know, a lot of uh, comedians, they just get you to laugh. But he gets mm-hmm. you to nearly cry and he gets you feeling all these different... Emotions, and at the end of the day, it's like, man, this is real life, and it's funny, and some of it hurts, but it was really good. <laughs> Which is like
0: real life, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's funny, it's good, but it really hurts. All right, well, that's good. Well, that's good, and I'm glad you reminded me too because I'm have, I'm putting on my list because after hearing yeah. the podcast, I'm like, you know, I want to check his his set out. I mean, he's and that's another thing too. Netflix, I mean, talk about being the bully on the block. I mean, they're just bound wow. up everything. They've made a commitment to comedy that is like none other. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, conversely. I don't even know what the next thing is because it's beyond Netflix and chill. It's like... <laughs> yeah. it's Netflix, house.
0: Netflix <laughs> and Hermit, you know? I know. <laughs> right. They got, I mean, every week, they're hit. I mean, this Friday or this Thursday night, actually, you know, War Machine, uh, Brad Pitt's movie comes out. That's kind of like a, a war comedy. So it's... Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're coming for that top spot, man. They got everybody, you know, tripping out of Hollywood and more power to them. Anything that puts more money in creators' pockets... I'm all about that. WBW, I hear you. Uh, We actually have one of our frequent guests. His name is uh, Kevin Garnett. Yes, that is his real name. Uh, He's uh, what we call the WBW, the working black writer. Uh, He also, aka Chocolate Cardinal, he went to Stanford. He likes to say that a lot. And anyways, uh, he announced on our last podcast with uh, the tripod with with, uh, he – Oh, the, me, him, and Greg, uh, G-Nice, he announced that he got a staff writing job on the Dynasty reboot. So we we're all going wow. for the WBW. Yes. Congratulations, WBW. Oh, and also another congratulations. I'm sure she's not listening, but if you're listening, Alexia, her roommate, tell our girl, Khalila Joy. Uh, congratulations. Her show, SWAT, also got picked up. She has a recurring role on there, I believe, as Shamar Moore's love interest. So congratulations to her and all those hardworking people in Hollywood getting jobs is staffing season kudos to you kudos to you okay so down to the nitty-gritty this <laughs> week's uh uh segment is this main segment is top five travel movies we are, and uh, basically the rules are, we're gonna name a movie about, you know, traveling to another country or countries, you know, keep, you know, the parameters fairly loose. It could be an American, it could be a foreigner, whatever. Just basically kind of like that kind of culture clash of when someone's traveling, you know, that's basically what uh, type of movie you need to pick. Uh, we will alternate picks. Once someone picks a movie, the movie's out of play. So there is a slight element of strategy involved. There's a movie that seems super obvious. You think I'm going to say, you might as well pick that earlier than, than later. <laughs> so I am a gentleman, and Clyde Jackson's probably watching or listening. I'll <laughs> let you go first.
1: <laughs> I, I had a really tough time with this because... Yeah, what?
0: You, the, the, the well, cultural because
1: girl. Because there are so many choices, and the first <laughs> one that, that came to my mind wasn't necessarily my favorite, but it was the first one that came to mind. But I, I'm trying to figure out what I want to go with. Okay. Actually, maybe I'll go with one that's a little uh, less conventional because I thought it was hilarious. Little okay. Miss Sunshine. <laughs> oh, okay. It I, was I guess it does t- qualify as they a traveling travel. cross country, right? <laughs>
0: I was thinking maybe something more foreign, but you know what? I, I kept loose parameters, so we'll, we'll go. With this, this go. So I'm gonna share my screen, so we can bring up the IMDb for it and go ahead and keep talking.
1: I just thought that little girl. I fell in love with that little girl. She was hilarious.
0: <laughs> Abigail Breslin. She was great. She's.
1: I just I I loved her in that movie.
0: <laughs> little Miss Sunshine. Okay, and so and so what? So what about? So I guess where did they travel to? And what did you like about uh, the movie besides her?
1: So the funny thing about me is I never remember much about movies that I watch. I remember how they made me feel, not necessarily all the oh. stuff that was happening. <laughs> okay, garbage
0: in, I don't garbage know where out. Where they
1: were going? I just <laughs> knew that the that the journey was hilarious.
0: <laughs> like, I think they're going. to it was a Santa Monica, and I don't know. From? From like I really don't remember. Where I want to say it was like Albuquerque or something, but it took them like forever. But yes, road trip movies <clears throat> are fun. They definitely are a genre, and actually. When I think about it. That should be a, a that should be a, that's a great poster, by the way. That should be a future um, uh, a future podcast uh, top five road trip movies because that was that was a whole genre. And back when I was you know a struggling working black writer, it was uh, Gene Ice. Uh, we actually had a take on a few road trip movies, whatever, because that was like the hot property round 2000 to 2002. So I can appreciate a good road trip movie. Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> I approve. I approve. <laughs> Brian Cranston, wow, I forgot he was in that joint. Yeah, this is pre Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston. Go ahead. So, yeah, look, oh, she is he a girl. She so
1: cute.
0: Those little glasses, and she was, and she had like, she had like a little, a little, what was it, a little booty do. Wait, look was the, the um
1: performer she did? Was it like a Rick James song or something? Look <laughs> at like, like,
0: like, like, she was like oh, Wow, that is, I'm sure for our podcast listeners, we are getting absolutely nothing out of this. But uh, little little dance suit where she has her little, you little pot belly tummy. It's so adorable. Wow, oh, Little the sunshine. Yeah. That that's good stuff. That, that's good stuff. All right, so I will take a super obvious one off the board for my first pick and it will be eat, pray love because I was pretty sure you can get around to it. Eventually. That's the one with Julia Roberts. Yes. She, uh, she has like a life change, whatever it's based on the popular, you know, novel, whatever. Um, uh, written and directed by Ryan Murphy, he of I guess, God, he's involved in everything now these days, and basically you know, she goes around the world, you know, kind of, you know, uh, kind of finding herself, uh, it's a movie of self-discovery, um, and it's, it's basically a great travelogue, and I remember I was still reviewing movies uh, at this point, 2010, that's right, and I remember I gave it three reels, but and but it felt more like, a, or maybe it was two, it felt more like a, a travelogue than an actual movie, like, okay, we're in Thailand, that's awesome, we're in India, that's awesome too, and I forget the other places that she went, but I mean, it's really beautiful, but I, for the life of me, I can't remember a thing about the plot because it just felt like it was one big travelogue movie, so.
1: Well, you know. I so I read the book, and oh. um, I really, I, I like the movie. Um, she was trying to get over, um, I think, a love lost. She yeah. had had a bad relationship or something. Oh, and she, I think she was before. She wanted yeah. this whole journey. <laughs>
0: Finds Javier Bardem. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's the one I was talking about that first came to my head. But mm. I was like, "Ah, oh. Little Miss Sunshine had me. It was, it was so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I like funny movies. And I like food. Oh, okay. My next choice is going to be about food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have, to bring you, we'll have to bring you back then, Kiana, for top five food movies of all time.
1: Oh, man.
0: That's, that will be an interesting podcast. Okay, so what's your next one then?
1: So my next one I really like um, the 100 foot Journey. Um, huh. That one, um, where were they? I think they were in oh,
0: I missed this one. Oh yeah, they're in India. Oh, that
1: story. was really good. It was really good. So it was like these two restaurants kind of across the way from each other and they were um, battling for customers and it was um, it was a really it was a really good movie. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, <clears throat> this one have oh oh oh. Why does it look so familiar? I uh I I meet Shah. Okay, I've seen he is one of those familiar faces. I've seen him in a lot of different stuff. Uh, oh okay, interesting. Yeah, it's got a good Helen Mirren uh, Dame Helen Mirren. You know she is you know now just about British royalty. She's awesome. I guess a lot of food. Yes. Yes. Lucy <laughs> we'll, we'll Still's all about the food. <laughs> There's another guy. Um, Manish Dayal, I guess. Uh, I've seen him around a lot of places. That's another thing too that a lot of really good working Indian actors don't get the shine like um, like Hassan Minaj or or, yeah. uh, or was Aziz Ansari who did uh, Master Nun. Like we definitely yeah. would love to see more <clears throat> more of our Indian brethren out there acting at the storm. And yeah, this is a really attractive cast. This this looks like a pretty interesting movie.
1: It was good. You should watch it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll add the long laundry list of to- a movie's out there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, my Netflix queue will never, uh, <clears throat> will, will never grow short. Okay, I'm gonna take this one off the board. All right, so my second movie of the five is going to be Lost in Translation. Yep, take it off the board.
1: I do I've seen that. Really? Wow. I don't know. Let you know see.
0: what? I'm not. I'm not gonna cast aspersions on you. I mean, it was in 2003. It was a while ago. Uh, I mean, it's not the movie that put Scarlett Johansson on the map, but it's the one where we kind of started taking it a little bit more seriously. Because <clears throat> uh, and with Bill Murray, basically, basically it's set in Japan. Bill Murray is like a famous American actor. Real stretch. <laughs> He's basically doing one of these uh, paycheck gigs for. Um, for uh, was it Centauri, Some some Japanese brand. There, there's a whole like subculture out there of uh. of like, famous people and semi-famous people who cash in major bucks overseas doing like uh, commercials for you know overseas brands that we'll never see. Like Leonardo DiCaprio's done some. Like it's just like a, there's like a whole market out there. So he's doing one of these like paycheck commercials and he meets and he's in a hotel feeling isolated because he's an American in Japan, doesn't speak the language, doesn't really know anybody. And he kind of runs into Scarlett Johansson and they kind of spark up a friendship and stuff really odd you know to have a friendship and they just kind of hang out and it, it was a really it was, it was a really kind of touching movie and i really enjoyed it it was up for like a lot of oscars and stuff um Sofia coppola the woman on the right that's francis ford coppola's daughter this yeah. i believe was her debut film so and yeah, I, fun... I
1: haven't seen that, I don't think. Everybody... That, that's
0: a, that's a really good one, too. And I think there might be some food in there for you. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everybody's got to eat. You know?
0: <laughs> you know? And uh, and so actually, fun fact, Sophia Coppola has a new movie coming out this summer called The Beguiling, which looks really good, with uh, Colin Farrell as like well, you know, just, just look it up. It's really good. It looks The trail looks really good. So anyway, so it's Sophia Coppola's first movie kind of, you know, I mean, you, you could say that, okay, she got there because of her daddy or whatever, but she actually has some chops. Like, it was, it was really impressed. Actually, it was like her second or third movie. Her first movie was um, off the top of my head. I want to call it the, not the, the Suicide Diaries, The Virgin Suicide, something like that. So, yeah, she's, so she's, a, this was the one that, that got her nominated for an Oscar and really put her on the map. Oh, ah, cool. Yeah, the... Oh, those were our actor, producer, director. She's had 11 credits? Wow. She's been busy behind the... Oh, okay, dual TV shorts, and then... Oh, Marie Antoinette, was her first one. Bling Ring, because... Oh, Virgin Suicide, there it was. That was her first one. Okay, yes. All right. So, Sofia Coppola, Lost in Translation. If you haven't seen it, it's a bit of a cult classic. Definitely check it out. Okay, number three, KP, what you got?
1: All right, so... The best exotic marigold hotel. Wow! Okay. I really like that movie because I, you know what? I I like to see older adults like just really living life. <laughs> <laughs> you do good
0: for you. Yeah, right, so. Went
1: out there and and uh, I, I like the guy. I can't remember the um the the young guy, the young lead actor. Um, he was just so um, oh, Dev Patel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dev Patel. Oh, my God, he looks so different than – um. there was a movie that just came out, was it this year or last year that he was in? Lion, yeah. Yeah, he had hair all over his face.
0: Yeah, Lion. That's one uh, that got nominated for an Oscar or something.
1: Yeah, I, I've been trying to watch that. I have to watch that. But I I, I loved his his enthusiasm <laughs> in this movie with trying to sell this hotel yeah. for all these people to come out. But it was just nice to see them kind of make the um, – Make the decision to continue to live life and not just grow old. You know,
0: is that something that's weighing on your mind, Kiana? I mean, you're a very you know young lady, so I mean, you got time. Yeah, talk. <laughs> no, it's
1: mean, on my mind. I just I just love to see it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. Um, and yeah, that it it's what it, it was it came out at like I think the end of that summer, was it two thousand eleven, whatever, and, and it kinda got lost in the shuffle for me, but I could I could see it being some entertaining. I, I liked I like Dev Patel, I like Dame Judy Dench, Bill Nye, all those people were pretty much involved in it. So it's got an outside shot at making my cue one of these days. <laughs> I I, people, I mean, look, I, I watch, like, list. well, I mean, I, I mean, in all honesty, I probably watch somewhere between, you know, five and eight movies a week at least. So it's like, That's it's, a lot. you know, stuff, yeah, stuff comes in and comes out. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, okay. So my, for my third one, you know, I think, I think, I think I'm going to save this one. So I'm going to move this one up. I'm going to do up in the air.
1: I and- love that movie.
0: Yeah, and even though it's you know it's it's continental travel for the most part. I don't yeah. think they go like overseas or anything. But it's all about travel. I mean, George Clooney is is you know plays like this kind of is this job to fire people? Is that his thing? Yes. Or, yeah. So he plays a guy who goes in to these companies. A professional. I guess I guess this is a job or something. But he's a professional eliminator or whatever. He goes into these companies, you know, at the behest of the corporate overlords and he downsizes them. He you know, he handles all the firings and stuff and he just lives his whole life in a suitcase. And or as the title says, up in the air. And, and he meets a fellow traveler. So Anna Kendrick plays his assistant. Yes, she actually got a nomination for an Oscar for this one. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's a great, great she's actor. Yeah, she's a great actor. Um, <laughs> look how serious she looks. She's so small. It's crazy. Um, and, it you know, it's Clooney and it's Clooneyest. I mean, you know, he's suave. He's got the gray hair. He looks official, whatever. He's got everything handled until he realizes that he doesn't. Blah, blah, blah. And he sparks up this uh, romance with a fellow traveler Vera Farmiga. Farmiga? Farmiga? <clears throat> and, uh, she's also in the Accomplished um, character actor, and and she and the scene I remember the most from this movie is when they they're I think it's either when they first meet or shortly after they first meet, where they basically compare all their their loyalty rewards cards. They 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 spill out their cards on a on a table, and they go through talking about like the points and the rewards and how many miles they've earned and stuff. He's like, I think you mentioned he's got like enough miles to fly to the moon and back. I mean that's a lot of time (laughs) spending. Some of those miles. You know, I mean, shoot. I mean, I'm trying to go to DC in a few weeks, but man, I I could definitely take that to go to Italy with you guys. You know, shoot, right? You know? Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a good movie. Um, it's directed by Jason Reitman. Um believe the son of Ivan Reitman, Mr. Ghostbusters himself. So, so yeah, yeah. it's a really, really good movie. Um, definitely hones in on the, the travel living out of your suitcase lifestyle and how, you know, lonely and dis- disconnected you can be when you're always on the go and have no real roots up in yeah. the air. It's my number three. All right. So what's your, what's your fourth pick?
1: Um, I would say the bucket list. As
0: well. Oh. What, what, wow. Okay. So I I mean that excellent pick. I have not seen it. I was You
1: have seen that? I was this close to seeing it. Mean?
0: And I, <laughs> I, I, I was this close to it. I didn't see it, but I do have to admit that your dedication to to the elderly, to to our uh to our not to not our ancestors, but to our advanced <laughs> citizens is admirable. I mean mean, You have
1: to
0: be this old to ride this ride, damn it. Okay, so, so tell us about why you like the bucket list.
1: So, you know, I think we all have things that we want to accomplish in life, and a lot of times we just let those things pass, pass us by. And I'm not the kind of person who does that. I kind of have my my – yearly bucket list instead of waiting till I'm 70 years old to de- decide to do something. But I also feel like it, it, it's not too late, even when you're old, unless you're dead, it's not too late to do those things that you've been afraid to do that you want to do that you thought about and maybe thought there were some barriers to do. And these guys put their list together and they worked it. And I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman, uh, is there a third one? Uh, yeah, I think, I think
1: that's
0: just it. Just those two on this one. Just, just those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, Rob Reiner, director, veteran director, has directed a lot of stuff you love. Um, You've got male alligators. Good... No, that, that was in the Uh But yeah, he's you know he's done a, a lot of good uh, stuff. in. Sean Hayes. Oh wow, I think that was a uh, 2007. So that was like right in the middle of Will and Grace. huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good cast in that one. Very good cast. Um, okay, so all right, so I guess it's time for me to peel out the one I was kind of holding back. This one is a bit of a cult classic. It is before sunrise, and I think this is the one that oh, kicked yes. off. Oh yes,
1: yeah. was, wasn't it like a trilogy?
0: It was a trilogy it's like before sunrise before midnight and then like before sunset. yeah something like that yeah uh, maybe, maybe i'll find them and i i think i've seen all three too now i think about it and and actually you know i want i kind of want to change my pick but this is the one that kind of kicked it off and it's really interesting it's really interesting movie only because it was basically like a play and maybe it was a play before i can't remember but it felt like a play as far as just two characters for one night in in uh in paris you know, somewhat strangers, but they basically fall in love, get to know each other, and it kind of kicks off like this. You know, three-decade romance, whatever. Which we check in with them like every ten years, I guess that's the thing. And e- young Ethan Hawke, young Julie Delpy. She, is, I think Julie Delpy's a bigger deal over in France, and she's over here. But you know, they're definitely indelibly linked to this movie. And it's just a really sweet romance, and basically, it's really good at showing how you know how you can really you know access someone's. Uh, soul just through the art of conversation, and and being open to exploring stuff with them, and and being in in a foreign city and just kind of exploring with somebody. It's it's a bit of a of a romantic adventure in that sense, like being in Paris. I mean, it's very, it sounds very romantic, right? I mean, you're in Paris, you meet some hot foreigner, drink, and. <laughs> Meet some hot foreign uh, uh, person, and you know, spend like this whole night just talking and getting to know them, and it's actually what makes them fall in love, and they and kicks off this, you know, before I guess you could call it trilogy. So I, I enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed. I want to say, you know, actually, I I'll, I'll, I'll take the bat I think I enjoyed all three, because like, the second one, I, I believe they're fighting, and they're in some other like Mediterranean place, and then the third one, they're um, the last one, they. Like things were good again, but they were like older. They had kids, and it was just kind of like how you grow up with kids and stuff. So it's, it's really good. I, I liked it. I liked it,
1: too. I liked yeah. all of those.
0: Before so. – oh, so you've seen the trilogy. That's good.
1: Yes, I have. Okay. I'm a sucker for romance movies, but I, I watch everything. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I see you're the right person having have on the podcast. Excellent. All right.
1: So. <laughs> okay. So, so what's your next one? So this is actually one I just thought about, and I was like, what does count? But it's gonna count today. Coming from America. Oh Oh, my lord. Wow. That
0: is that is
1: like the black classic. Like you can't (laughs) at least I didn't say soul playing.
0: yeah well trust me, that that movie and that plane wouldn't go nowhere, all right, so yes, that doesn't. Care. Wow, why am I think you know i I'm, I'm actually I'm actually mad I didn't think of this, this is, I mean, it is fish out of water it is in a foreign country it's you know, a foreign of a, a fake foreign country, drink, drink, but I mean, go ahead, take it away.
1: But, I mean, all the different characters that were there, you know they got his own money McDonald's. <laughs> The, the activator, <laughs> dropping the mic, sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. This, so is, this is one movie that I actually remember quotes from. <laughs> Watching the royal penis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry, not sorry, mom. You know that shit was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, oh, you know what? I I need to watch this again. It's been a, it's been a minute, like maybe five years or so. It's a great movie. Now, look, I, I'm a. I to say I'm like a huge Eddie Murphy fan, but we all know my favorite movie of all time is Boomerang. I will. Brooke, no discussion about it. it Just is, and this is like you know one a.m. I mean, this is freaking hilarious. I mean, the barbershop scenes. Hey, Mama
1: called him Clay. I'm gonna call
0: him Clay. <laughs> like soul glow. Where does a king find a queen and queen? I mean, <laughs> the, the drive. This, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, what would even be the modern day equivalent of this movie? This movie is just so good. It, it's, it's, it's a force. I mean, like, look at this. so many characters for people. <laughs> Yeah, you know we miss you, young Eddie. We miss you. You, you I know life, you know, got kind of weird and strange. And sorry for your brother passing and everything, but man, you were really when you were good, you were great. Just freaking great. This movie is incredible. I think he co-wrote it maybe too. So yeah, Coming to America. Uh, you know, fish out of water from the fictional country of Zamunda. Uh, the prince comes to America, and it is, and he basically tries to hide as a commoner or whatever while he tries to woo the. The, the, the boss's uh, daughter and it's just it's such a great movie such a great movie uh, we could be That's on this so forever <laughs> <laughs> damn it how do I follow come to America I honestly do not know that is dirty pool I have no idea where to go from this um huh Ooh, uh, let's go uh, man this is this is tough um you know what you know, I'm. I'm. This this is kind of a travel movie, and it's a foreign movie. You'll be proud of me. Drink, "E uh, to mama también." There we go. Remember this movie?
1: I don't think I've seen that.
0: This is the one that put Diego Luna and uh, what's the short guy? Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Diego Luna, and of course they can have this in, in order of importance. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Diego Luna, the short guy. Um. Sure. Uh, he he he's in he's in the Amazon series. They got uh, Ah Gael Garcia Bernal. There oh, we go.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Why couldn't I, I remember his name? His name. Oh, That's right, yes. It and it it was it was a, it was another one of those kind of fun it, it, this this movie really just reminds me of youth. How when you're young, you got no inhibitions, like you know, your your Sans, your sorority sister Kalicia, she told me uh, I remember she told me freshman year for uh for her spring break, just picked up and went to Vietnam by herself. Like who does that? She does that. This is what this movie yeah. reminds me of. Just picking up and I mean and and going like I guess these guys are like two Mexico City kids, and they go off on like this kind of escapade with some women or to meet some women or whatever and and sexuality is explored and they're in, and they get into drugs and get into like you know, see so about to you know possibly get him something I mean' you know, it's coming of age.' <laughs> it's all yeah. sorts of just good youthful stuff and set to the backdrop of like kind of traveling you know, through through Latin and Central America. It's just it's it's a really it's really cool, you know, movie. It's an indie, it's foreign. I actually saw it in the theater and, and enjoyed it. I think and to the point where I believe I owned it well, on VHS for the longest time, or D V D or whatever. So E2 Mama Bian, a very young Gael, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna, most notably known recently for being uh, was it Cassian somebody in the last Star Wars movie. So mm-hmm. good job for good job for Diego. It a pleasure to watch you grow as an actor, sir. And that is my, I guess, my fifth movie. So you did five, I did five. Are we, are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're done. All right. And let me find my soundboard real quick. Yes. Good job. Well done. <laughs> uh, man, it took me back on, you know, actually, let me get stuff to, <laughs> right. this kind of took me down, like, you know, some, some memories. We, went, we really went in the well for some of those. None of those were, like, within the last two or three years. We all went back. I guess that means there's a void in the travel movie market, Hollywood. Are you listening? There's a void. Let's fill that void with some good travel (laughs) movies. All right. Okay, so this is rapid fire, 10 second sound bites. I'll ask you a question. You have 10 seconds to answer it. Hard stop. Uh, This first one, a little bit delicate, but I am kind of curious because with the recent announcement of Zack Snyder, he is the director of 300 and the last uh, Batman versus Superman, and for whatever reason, I do not know why, uh, Warner Brothers gave him the keys to the DC Cinematic Universe, and wow. people like me, just I, I'm just not impressed with Zack Snyder's stuff, but um, he was filming... Or editing Justice League, I think they've finished principal photography, and he announced today, uh, or a couple of days ago, I think, that his that his teenage daughter who had committed suicide a few months ago, he's taking time off. He's you know, uh, disassociating with the project, taking time off for for his family, and of course, our hearts definitely go out. To him and everything and we and definitely respect the fact that he even worked that long after his his daughter committed suicide even on the project and now he's definitely settling in for some family time my question to you is is it bad does it make me a bad person does it make you know, anyone a bad person to think that the movie will be so much better now that he's off of it and they're bringing in Joss Whedon who was the godfather of the
1: Marvel Cinematic Universe to finish it out is it bad because his daughter just died?
0: No, no, no. Is it bad for <laughs> us to think that now the movie's going to be better now that Zack Snyder's off it? Uh,
1: no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, feel kinda, I mean, when, I mean when, I you mean, mean, can
1: separate feeling bad for him and his personal journey from the quality of movies that he makes. So... <laughs> Thank no. you. I just want to cover.
0: I just, I just want to cover because I, because when I saw the, the when it was trending yesterday, and I looked it up, I, mean, I didn't tweet anything. I mean, I didn't tweet anything about the whole subject because it's, you know, it's touchy. But I mean, there's got to be like cinema heads like me who are like cinephiles who are like, yeah. He's off Justice League It has a chance to be good now. So that's, you know, Joss Whedon is, is a stud. He did the Avengers and and Avengers Age of Ultron and, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, I think. So he's just, he's, he's really solid. Firefly, all that good stuff. So yeah, I've I think, got faith.
1: Yeah, you're only, you, you only seem to be a bad person if you connected to his daughter having passed away rather than it being independent of that situation.
0: I'll take it. Cover. Okay. <laughs> <two>. <laughs> what summer movie coming coming up that you are most excited to see?
1: Oh my gosh, I feel bad because I don't even know. Like, I I love any kind of Marvel superhero, all that kind of stuff, and I don't even know what's coming up.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, um, is
1: there a Transformers? Oh, oh, oh! Um, uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh
0: yes, war for plan of the Apes. <laughs> that that movie looks so lit. I and yeah. once again just kinda of like I did with uh Alien Covenant, I where I rewatched Prometheus, I rewatched uh Dawn of the Planet of the Apes just to get ready for War of the Planet of the Apes, and Dawn holds up. Dawn actually, like I, I liked it when it first came out. I might have even given it four reels, but it really holds up. It is good. It's got a lot of stuff to say about civilization and, and, and surviving a culture and, and humanity and all sorts of stuff, and then it seems like War of the Planet of the Apes is going to take it to another level. I'm a little sad because I think I heard a rumor that this is going to be the last of the reboot trilogy. Maybe they'll take it in a different direction in re-rebooting it, but I mean, I really like what uh, Matt Reeves, he's been the director director of all three of these has done with these these movies and i'm 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 ready to see Woody Harrelson out there shaving his head with a knife and you know getting up in apes' <laughs> faces and stuff and yeah let's 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 do it um so i'm 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 and i think i've mentioned this on several pods uh in, in recent weeks that i'm most excited to see it's it's both girl's trip which is later on i think in july but also coming up in a couple weeks wonder woman yes. so excited
1: to see that Yes, It looks so
0: good. And they're ramping up the advertising and the marketing, and, and it's everywhere now. And I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. And uh, okay. And, and then uh, last quick uh, rapid fire best place you've traveled to so far with or without Cali Now?
1: Um, I would say it would be without Cali Now. It was actually um, what sparked Cali Now, but it was Singapore. Wow. I love Singapore so much. It holds a special place in my heart because when I was there and I was there for six months, but I really um, got invested in the, exper- in, in the experience and was very present to everything while I was there. So it's, it's like burned in my memory. <laughs> everything okay. from food, you know, eating chicken rice every day. Well, not every day, but three times a week, <laughs> almost every day. <laughs> Having my McDonald's delivered on the weekend, I could just order a happy meal and some ice cream <laughs> of oh, the beautiful, it was just so beautiful there and clean and and you know it was a little interesting with the stairs and things as well, but it also helped me to um to i would say it helped me to transform as a person from having this you know dual consciousness that so many of us you know find exhausting (laughs) (laughs) to be the the du
0: boisian dual dual consciousness of the negro that's right (laughs)
1: right to i'm just me now whether i'm talking to you or to somebody in the in a corporate boardroom or to talking to somebody in my family it's all the same person and and somehow that melded together for me while i was there so i'm very um appreciative of that experience and it sparked cali now
0: Good. All right. Excellent. And I, of course, have never, never been anywhere. So, <laughs> so uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you live, if you, if you were raised in Seattle and lived in, in California, I mean, you know, Canada and Mexico really don't count. I mean, they're like less than two hours, you know, but I will say I did have a great time when I went to Cancun for my boy, Tim Malone's bachelor party. And you, and you want to talk about like, you know, uh, fitting, you know, uh, fitting in even though you kind of stick out like a sore thumb uh uh, tim blonde hair blue-eyed kid i've known since first grade grew up with that cat but and and he had like all his frat brothers his boys and so i was the only black guy there and i'm in mexico but you know what we made it work i was life the party and we all had a great time (laughs) great pictures Booze cruises, all that crap, you know, Margaritaville, all that good stuff. So it was a good time. So I would, I would have to say it was uh, Cabo. Um, okay. What you so,
1: Cancun before? Is it Cancun or Cabo?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> meant, I meant Cabo, Cabo San Lucas. Yes. Cabo, gotcha. Yeah, th- thanks for correcting me.
1: And but actually, <laughs> what's was really kind of cool
0: though about Cabo is that for whatever reason, I'm not sure if it's still the same way. But for whatever reason, there's almost like a direct flight. Or a really, or from via Alaska Airways from Seattle to Cabo. So when we went to like the bars and stuff out there, they had like on Mariners games and stuff like Seattle Mariners games and like.
1: Interesting. Okay,
0: you know, so it's kind of like you know Seattle South. I, mean, I dig it. You know, so <laughs> Cabo San San Lucas. Yes, that's where we went.
1: Cool.
0: Okay. Yes, it's that time. It's a time where I explain to you what Cinema Draft is. It is the fancy sports version of the movies, but instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're picking actors from movies, and how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet of actors while competing against others for, for cash, fun, and prizes. The better the movies do, the better you do draft 10 actors who are each assigned a dollar value salary. You have a hundred thousand in your budget to try to draft all 10 actors. It must be 10, no more, no less. There are three release types of movies: wide release, which movies on 2000 screens and up. limited release, movies on screens 501 to 1999 screens, and platform release, movies on 500 screens or less. You get uh, head, you get two headliners per film, and the headliners, their points are worth 40% more. So to give you an example, if you had, say, Suicide Squad earns $100 million in its opening weekend, at one point per million per actor in wide release, you would get 100 points from Margot Robbie, while Will Smith, as the headliner, would get 140 points. It is absolutely free-to-play Cinema Draft. We have over $200 in prizes this week, plus a $25 bonus to the highest-scoring call sheet. Big ups to... I believe it was Ring Balls 22 winner of the Call Sheet of the Week this week. Uh, Actually, back-to-back winner of the Call Sheet of the Week. So he got $25 the week before and $25 last week as well. So congratulations, back-to-back CSOTW. And I also mentioned you only win the $25 Call Sheet of the Week if you have a higher-scoring call sheet than mine. If I'm the highest-scoring call sheet on the site in the week, Nobody gets $25. It gets rolled into next week It's a progressive bonus, and then the following week will be $50, then $75, and so on, until someone other than myself wins the Call sheet of the Week. You know what? And sometimes it can happen. It didn't happen last week. Totally got, totally got blown out. Uh, but we're looking to make a comeback this week. And that's where I lead into the shot list. Are you familiar with the shot list, Kiana? No, I'm not. The shot list is... My picks for uh, a couple of picks uh, to help you guide your call sheet construction this week. Uh, I do thank you for having played the game before. Looking forward to seeing your call sheet again. I think you were a little hemmed up last weekend for some reason. Yeah,
1: and that guy, that guy totally destroyed my uh, call sheet. The guy you had on that review, my, call sheet. I was like, you know what? A lesser person would never <laughs> play again because this guy is just. <clears throat> Yeah, Jay, I,
0: Jay Devlin. Jay Devlin he, tells it like it is. It. And...
1: I was like, "Man, you are the bastion of encouragement." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we, well, but we did mention <laughs> that you are a beginning player, and so we just know. wanted to you know, <laughs> put out some some helpful tips to make a better call sheet. So, and so hurt he we'll my, my some...
1: feelings for a second, and I was like, "You know what?
0: Whatever. I'll get." Oh, it. <laughs> did we? Re- oh, 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 we're. We, I, I, I apologize on me. his behalf.
1: It's all jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Are you serious? We can't we can't afford to lose any users right now. No. Oh, yeah. right, right, that, that's good though. I'm glad you recovered. We're gonna make a great call she this week. Uh, and I will go to the screen shares to give you the grid-sized view of this week's action. There you go. This is actually a holdover from my spreadsheet days. We when we used to play the game on the spreadsheet. Nobody wanted to play. It's like Ten or twelve people would play, but now we, we are grown on up. We are moved on up, but I still start from a spreadsheet construction to get it in. So, first thing on the on the shot on the shot list is the A list, and these are actors you will definitely want on your call sheet. <clears throat> and of course, Baywatch, one of the big openers this weekend. I highly suggest Zac Ephron, nineteen thousand eight hundred wide release. <clears throat> now. It's going to be interesting uh, how this box office shakes up because there are two mega wide releases this weekend. It is Baywatch and also Pirates of the Caribbean. Was it Dead Man Tell No t- Was it, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales? There we go. And so uh, you could, I mean, although Pirates should rule the open seas. You could possibly get more bang for your buck with Baywatch, only because Pirates, as you see, is going to cost you about twenty-five thousand eight hundred for the cheaper of the two headliners with Javier Bardem. <clears throat> so you, there might even be, you know, a, a, a construction where you have all Baywatch, you know, or, or three, three Baywatch, you know, no Pirates, three Pirates, no Baywatch, mix and match. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what kind of strategy people come up with this week, depending on what the projections will be. So Zach Efron. Uh, oh, and there goes the dog next door howling. Awesome. Uh, Zach Efron from Baywatch. I highly recommend. Also, wow, he's getting louder. Also, Michael Sheen from Norman. Norman was a surprise winner this week in, in platform release. Uh, Michael Sheen and Norman, 6400 the cheaper the two headliners. He, it might be the best value on the slate, but only if it stays platform. There's a rumor it might actually be expanding. Um, outside of platform release if it becomes limited release i'd probably stay away from it it stays under 500 screens you might be uh in good shape have you heard of uh norman at all
1: yeah i have
0: oh really what what have you heard about it because i haven't heard anything
1: no i haven't heard any reviews but i've just heard that about it being out (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, and and do you have any interest in seeing baywatch this weekend or, or or any weekend really
1: um yeah it's kind of for nostalgia's sake you know i I, I was a baywatch fan i I watched it
0: yeah nothing about like all those you know uh shirtless men with impeccable abs running around all greased up huh nothing to do with that
1: no i'm just interested in how they remade it (laughs) (laughs)
0: lies lies okay that's fine Uh, Okay. (laughs) Co-starring. Now These are some values you want to look out for also this weekend. Uh, Once again, lowriders. I had a very ambitious strategy. I'm not sure if you heard the podcast earlier uh, that we posted today, the recap from the weekend, but I went all in on lowriders and it cost me. If if it had only earned like 400,000 more, I mean, I would have been laughing all the way to the bank. Instead, it was people who who uh, rostered actors from Norman and some other films who carried the day and lowriders. I mean, it's, it's, it's still got some value in it. Um, There also a rumor it might be expanding. Um, My, my guesstimate right now is that it would contract this weekend, but if, uh, if the rumors from the theater movie people set, come true, then it might actually grow uh, outside a platform. If it becomes a limited release, you might want to steer clear. But if it stays a platform release, you still could probably wring some more money out of it, because it sounds like it's adding theaters this weekend. Uh, Lowriders, Eva Longoria, Ava Longoria, um, 7,700. Decent value there, platform release. I mean, it's going to be another bloodbath in platform. I mean, you're going to want to look for some value after you stock up on the Watches and the Pirates of the World. And hell, even maybe, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 made $34 million last last weekend. Even if it comes in 40% or 50% you. less, you know, you can still get 20 points out of that sucker. So it's going to be a really wide open weekend. I can't wait to see the strategies that come out. Um, also, The Boss Baby. Have you seen The Boss Baby, Kiana?
1: I have, and I really like that movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Al, uh, Alec Baldwin is a bossy little baby. I mean, I mean it's like, how, how did we think of this earlier? It's awesome. Yeah, Steve Buscemi, uh, a little less heralded in The Boss Baby, is 6100. He's the other headliner. And I put this on as a co-starring only because in limited release, it could be I mean, we really won't get an idea until Thursday afternoon uh, when when some of these uh, screen counts finalize, because even though it's it's limited release right now, or I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be limited release. Is that 2,071 screens last weekend? It's in, It's been out for eight weeks. It's got to drop under into limited. If it does, then it's probably going to be the top one you want to get in limited just because the sheer number of screens. But I mean, limited is going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a quagmire this week. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of great value in limited, but you're going to need to pick something. If you're going to pick something from limited, I'm thinking it's probably going to be the boss baby. It's still got a lot of juice left. Uh, what did it do last weekend? It did, shh, look at that. So 2.8 million. So even if it gets down like 2.5, 2.2 at limited release, you're actually getting about five points. So you could do worse. You could do worse. Um, and oh, the cutting room floor. Ugh, skip these losers. So even though this movie is great, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Gifted is awesome. Yes, but it head.
1: was an awesome movie.
0: Wow, how many movies do you see a week, Kelly? It seems like you've seen everything,
1: too. <laughs> I've only seen movies probably in the last two weeks <laughs> since I finished school.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and, that, and that's what I was kind of alluding to with your absence last week. So so what, <laughs> what, what happened with school that you, you care to share with people?
1: Oh, so I just graduated, got my second master's degree, and this one is in uh, nonprofit leadership and management from USC. Yeah. Wow. And I also got an award. This was the coolest thing. So funny story, I got an email from the university that said I got an award. And I was like, what is this? So I sent <laughs> it to my classmates. I was like, did you guys get this? Like, what is this? <laughs> so come <laughs> to find out, which I didn't find out until the day of the awards, that this was the highest honor that uh, graduate students received. So I was one of, I think, three people in in um, the school of public policy who got this award. It was pretty cool.
0: Wow, <laughs> you don't say! <laughs> I was like, "What is
1: this? Shut up!
0: <laughs> Stop what, 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 Elaine, when she pushed people out the door inside, shut up! Yes, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations again! Yes. yes, 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 yes. Very proud of you, Kiana, very proud. So are you like Dr. Patton now, or what's, what's your doing? No, gift?
1: I still have a master's. This is just another master's. So it's Kiana Patton, MBA, M&LM, and then I've got all my HR certifications behind there, too.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Armed and Dangerous, Educated... Black woman, watch out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Gifted, sadly, is going to leave on the cutting room floor only because, I mean, it, it is a great movie, but it's been real, Captain America. Time to exit stage left. Uh, it's been out seven weeks. It's on 550 screens. There's really no value left in it. Uh, what did you last weekend? 776,000, which, I mean, unless it drops into platform release, you totally want to avoid this movie. As great as it is, one of my favorites of the year so far. And then also The Wall. Now, let me get on my little soapbox about The Wall real quick, only because this you – know, the movie had potential now. It's basically – you know, like, like a, a a three piece it's like between, you know, the, the two, the two guys with, uh, John Cena, Aaron Taylor, Johnson is, um, U S army, uh, soldiers, whatever, were pinned down by a sniper. The third guy's a sniper, uh, over in like Afghanistan or somewhere. And it it had, had potential as far as like a shot by Doug Lyman. He's the guy who did, um, I think yeah, swingers and go and the born the first born movie and a bunch of other stuff. Right. Uh, I guess his most, one of his more recent films was, the uh, was the Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt movie, live, die, repeat, also known as edge of tomorrow. Anyways, it had, so it's got a really good pedigree. It's a small film. Like I get it's small film, but it, the problem with it is that they released it like it was a bigger film than what it was. Instead of, it, it's, a, it's a niche movie that should have platformed its way up instead of bursting onto like 600, 700 screens like it did its opening weekend. And because they opened it up too wide too soon, it's out of ammo already, no one's gonna see it. And probably gonna have to catch it on Netflix in like two months. And it's sad because it sounds like a really interesting movie that I'd probably want to see if they had platformed it right. Like right now, if they'd done it, started small, like just in New York and LA, like you know, four or eight screens, and then moved it up each successive weekend, we could be entering like it's you know, it's uh, it third weekend, going you know, expanding to like you know, 200 screens. Instead, it's on the way down. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be platform 300 through 475 screens, but considering it only made an average of $620 for a screen. Jesus, I could have make more money hosting a fight party than this thing. <laughs> Jesus. LMA. made 620 screens. This shit might be down to like 50 screens this weekend. Who knows? The, 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 the floor is the, is the limit for this thing. So uh, just skip Definitely. the wall. You're just wasting space on your call sheet. Okay, so I know it's a little harsh, but the truth hurts sometimes. Truth hurts. I know. know. (laughs) Okay, so our over/under this week or last week was actually uh, Alien Covenant. We picked. uh, I picked is going to go over forty million. We were wrong. It only made thirty-six point five, I believe. And so seventy-six percent picked over. So all y'all wrong. We was all wrong. But this week we have a chance to redeem ourselves. Over/under Baywatch, Kiana. 60 million this weekend. Are you over or are you under? I'm under. Oh, okay. All right. And I 60 million is kind of high. Why'd I say it's so damn high? Uh, it is an R-rated movie. It has been it has been everywhere. I, I want to be contrarian, but I, sadly I think I have to go with you. So so this is gonna be our Twitter poll this week. It'll be uh, pinned to our our page profile at place in the draft on twitter.com. Uh, and so make sure you go vote, exercise your right to vote over under Baywatch opening this weekend at 60 million. All right, and you know, sadly, we are bringing our time here to an end. It has been an absolute pleasure. Why? There we go, stop screen sharing. Thanks so much for coming on, Kiel. I appreciate you, and we're going to bring this plan for a landing. Where can you find Cinema Draft? Go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co to sign up for the free beta. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Medium. Uh, that's where our corporate blog is. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You can do that via YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Or, and definitely make sure you, if you get a chance to watch us on YouTube so you can see all of the great little audiovisual things we added on top don't forget our game runs every thursday at 10 p.m pacific time with theaters locking in for the weekend so whatever the amount of screens we have on record for uh, for our movies at 6 p.m pacific time that's what we're rocking with for the weekend theater lock is at 6 p.m pacific time on thursdays and the game runs at 10 p.m pacific time on Thursday as well. $46 the first in the feature presentation. We have five great contests for you to enter. Feel free to enter them all if there is room. All right, Kiana, thank you so much for being on. We're gonna, we're gonna clap you up on the soundboard.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: You are a lovely and talented and, and very, you know, very uh, anti-ageist guest. I, I appreciate all <laughs> of that, I appreciate all of that. <laughs> So, so here's your chance, Kiana. Plug your ish.
1: Oh, 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 look. <laughs> Callie. This is our brochure, just in case people were thinking C A L I. It's C A L E N O W dot org. Um, we are going to Italy this summer with the kids. We start our program. Um, we just had orientation last Saturday. We started our program on June 3rd with eight beautiful kids. Please go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us and see all the adventures that these wonderful kids are, are uh, going to be experiencing over the summer as they grow into our future leaders. Yeah. Callie, yeah. Callie now.
0: Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks again for my lovely guest, Kiana Patton. Uh, big ups to Callie now and her foreign travels. Thank you all for listening. And, of course, between now and the next podcast,
1: you, you guys know what to do. All together now, go see a movie or something.